The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Master's Class. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open, the Masters class. Dave LaGreca here with WWE and TNA Hall of Famer Bully Ray. Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer. You can also see him on a show we're going to be talking about on the Busted Open podcast today, Rampage on Fridays, and of course, the heart and soul a professional wrestling Tommy Dreamer, and you can listen to Busted Open daily, Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's going on, gentlemen? Man, I didn't know that Tommy had his own show on Sirius XM, the Heart and Soul channel. That's right. I do. His own channel. Wow. He also gets helicoptered in. I don't know if you were aware of that, Mark. It's part of his original contract. They helicopter him in to the Sirius XM studios. I I have a picture of Tommy getting helicoptered in. (laughs) They brought him in from SeaWorld. They had a trash room. (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. That was pre-COVID. Y'all are horrible. (laughs) And obviously, we had Rampage debut this past Friday night. Because here we are on a Sunday on the Busted Open podcast. So what we're going to dive in today, gentlemen, is about that second show on TV. We've seen it before. We've seen it with the WWE with SmackDown with great success. We've seen it with WCW and Thunder with not much success. And now we're seeing it with AEW. So I thought today would be the perfect time to talk about the pros and cons of having that second national TV show. Well, I would hope that everybody would love the fact that another show, being that it's an hour long, uh, has time to build and time to grow. And you don't just stick somebody in front of the television for two hours of an unproven product. Uh, even though the talent, I feel like, is, is, is great, um, it's going to take some time for it to really, really gel. I mean, if... <laughs> If Friday was not an example of um, what a good show is, then um, you can always have it get better and see what the next product looks like. Now, Bully, Friday nights have always been kind of like a graveyard when it came to TV. But right now, the highest rated pro wrestling show happens to be on a Friday night. Bully, do we have to reconsider the way that we've looked at TV viewing 
over the last couple of years? Um, I'm really not sure if we have to reconsider how we view. I'm, uh, you guys know how I feel about this. If you have a good product, no matter what day it's on, no matter what time it's on, people will want to sit in front of their television and watch it. And if sitting in front of your television is the old school way, then so be it. If you have something, look at Busted Open. They talk about how people only live in, listen in seven to eight minute increments. Well, we've proven that wrong yeah. because we've built a show that people want to listen to for three hours. Appointment listening. Guys like Howard Stern and, and acts like Opie and Anthony. Shows built, uh, the, the Z100 crew built crews that could maintain a listenership for a long period of time. If you build it, they will come. They will watch. They will listen like they do. So I think the extra hour of TV for AEW, as long as it's engaging and entertaining, will be good. I'm excited because I think it'll be a little bit of an edgier version of AEW. Maybe things that they can't do between 8 and 10 on a Wednesday night. They will be able to do between 10 and 11 on a Friday night. Maybe a little bit more of a of a product geared towards uh, an older wrestling fan. The first thing that comes to mind, though, is um, does this, and Mark, this might be a good question for you. Does this spread Tony Khan too thin? Because he's having to oversee so many shows. And as we heard last week, Tony said that he's going to be paying a lot more attention to Dark and uh, Dark and the editing process. So now Tony's got three shows that he's got to be involved in. Football this season is coming up. He's involved with the Jags. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got Fulham. Man, there's only so many hours in a day. I just don't know how this guy is going to be able to do every single thing and, and, and oversee it all. Well, I mean, you can you can look at it the same way that we we look at it. like say you had a, a a big concert that you went to and you didn't get to watch a show live. What would you do? You had the you you DVR and then you speed through stuff and you watch the matches, or you speed through the match and watch the 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 promos or the lead up or um, or even the uh, the pre tape segments like you just have to figure out the time to get it done i don't think that no booker uh goes into their day thinking wow i got so much to do and i don't have enough time to do all my work like we all sit here and have busy schedules we we had to put ourselves together to be able to do this show and to do every show that we do so sacrifice for something that's of the greater good is is what's demanded of you it's not something that you um you have to worry about i mean if it's demanded like we have to be here and i I don't think tony's any different he he wants to work he wants to get it in and tommy you know tony khan pretty well does he understand the undertaking that's about to happen with the new show on friday nights Uh, Absolutely. And it's something he wants to take. I think um, he will have to delegate some authority or let some of his creativity be distributed amongst somebody he trusts. Um, You're talking to somebody who kind of experienced that with the original ECW with Paul Heyman. And, you know, a lot of what we did there 
was out of necessity. Hey, we need somebody to help run towns. Bubba steps up. Hey, we need people to do t-shirts. Taz and I step up. Hey, we need to do an office. I step up. Um, hey, we need people in, you know, to help run the shows. You know, that's where I'm doing all that stuff. You have to have that person in your life. Um, when you talk about can you and should you? Sure. Because I mean, even like Bubba said, Look how this show has grown through the years just because of, hey, professional wrestling is so popular as well as, you know, content. And as a performer, there's a lot of talented uh, men and women who don't get the chance to wrestle on Dynamite and they're working on uh, Dark and they're working just as hard. You're talking to someone who loved working on Sunday Night Heat because I had longer time to wrestle than, and I was having better quality of matches than if I was on Raw. So it, it does help. And if you look at what happened from Wednesday, we had a massive continuation of a storyline and then history was set on Rampage on Friday. So if done properly, then uh, it'll work out and it'll work out for wrestling fans, wrestlers, and just the overall creative process. Now, Bull, you said something that's interesting because you have a little bit of expectations possibly for Rampage on Friday nights at 10 p.m., where, hey, it could be a little bit different. You know, you, maybe it could be a little bit edgier because it's on later and it's on a Friday. Does Rampage need to be a lot different than what we see on Dynamite Wednesday nights? Well, we always talk about that older demographic that the WWE has seemed to be able to hold on to. Um, AEW has that 18 to 49, skews a bit younger, but if you want to catch that 50 plus, maybe you need to hearken back to um, some of the companies and some aspects of co certain companies that worked, that mid-80s NWA, that uh, mid-90s ECW, that early, you know, late-90s, early-2000s um, attitude era. Give, give the older crowd something to want to tune into. Now, I think they get pretty risky on Dynamite as it is, but maybe you advance your storylines a little bit. Maybe you're using... Uh, rampage to help get younger talent over. I just want to see I'm going to use the word edgy. I just want to see a little bit more of a raucous in your face um, brash kind of product and when I watched the commercial for Rampage and I think Jericho did the VO for it the voiceover for it. That's the impression that I got that this will be uh, a product that that tests uh, the waters a little bit more than Dynamite can. Well, and, and Mark, and, and Bully mentioned voice. You know, you're going to be one of the voices on Rampage. Jericho's going to be a voice on Rampage. Taz is going to be a voice on Rampage. So right there, the dynamic is going to be very different than what we see on Wednesdays. I think that you'll also see in this booth people taking each other to task because a lot of times people say stuff and there's no consequence. Well, there will be consequences, Taz. If you say something I don't agree with, I, I will let you know I don't agree with it. If Chris says something that the match is not shown, well, that's, that's just your opinion. Because what we're seeing right now is what we're seeing. Like, I want it to be more descriptive and, and I also want to have some fun. And I was, I was told, can I have fun? And they told me yes. So I'm going to have some damn fun. Tommy, is there a risk having a second show? AEW Dynamite's only been around not even two years yet. You know, Mark talked about, you know, 
making a stance and sticking that flag into the ground. But now you have a second night of TV. Has it been around long enough to establish an audience for a second show? Uh, I feel yes, because it is really the quite popular brand of professional wrestling. It's very, it's the hot uh, thing to watch. And as long as Tony keeps on giving us surprises or giving, and the wrestlers keep on performing quality of matches, then yeah, it's gonna, I mean, listen, from ECW, a lot of people forget we had national television for the year, but we also had hardcore TV and we reminded the people on both shows to, Hey, you can't see this match or you'll show a clip. You could see the whole thing on hardcore TV. It's kind of the same thing that you have to do um, from dynamite to rampage. And then when you come back to dynamite, this happened on rampage, make the fans. Remember we, you, you look at the beauty of the WWE when, you know, still to this day, Jimmy Snooker goes to the top rope. I um, mean, to the top of the cage, it's ingrained in our head. Why? Cause they'll show us a flash of it. And we'll remember that iconic moment forever. Andre getting body slammed by Hulk Hogan. If you just keep reminding the people what happened so their storylines continue, it's it's such an easy process. Dave, also, you look at Dark Elevation, um, a lot of those people need to be rewarded. They're, they're having outstanding matches that are not touching TV. They don't have the time to put them the, for, for everybody's stories to be told on dynamite so this is another way to get some of these outstanding stories and and i don't know if you're familiar with bte but like a lot of the stuff that happens on bte like the backstage the 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 interviews like it's it, all of that stuff needs to be shown because it's shown to be very uh entertaining content and there's no there's no venue for it so now uh there is and you got more that's going to be introduced on Fridays. So you uh, have Dave, that I also, uh, Dave, I also agree with Tommy where the AEW fan base is very, very loyal right now. And I always compare the fan base of AEW to ECW, the loyalty. They are as much uh, in this um, battle uh, in this realm as the wrestlers or management. It's they're they're one in the same. Um, I believe that the AEW fan base is extremely loyal, like how busted open fan base is, the type of fans that will tweet us 10 minutes before busted open goes on the air and say, I'm sitting in front of my radio waiting for busted open to come on the air. And then after three hours, they turn off their radio and they're like, I just listened to busted open and I loved it. I believe AEW has that same fan base. So if they're doing a 1.1 on dynamite, hopefully they can maintain 600,000 of those viewers that want to park themselves in front of a TV at 10 o'clock on a Friday. And then the plus three numbers on the DVR hopefully will equate to that 1.1. They can keep their total viewership alive on a Friday night and, and maybe even build on, on a little bit by bringing in some new eyes that might not be watching TV at eight o'clock on a Wednesday night at eight, uh, watching TNT at Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Just my other thing is, I know not, I mean, we're still in a COVID world, but do you know many people remind me that I used to watch you Saturday nights, two o'clock in the morning when I was in a bar. Don't think there's people just going out where bars will have sports on and that won't be on television. And that 
will have a big impact for a lot of uh, people as well, because I know if sports are on and I'm out, uh, my head's always up there looking. And then if I don't uh, go out the next week, I'm continuing to watch that show. First time I ever saw ECW is at one o'clock in the morning working at Johnny's Sports Bar in Queens. And I looked up to the TV and I saw a guy coming to the ring, holding a cane, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer and walking to the ring with Nancy Sullivan. And he took forever to get to the ring. And I was like, what is this dog shit that I am watching right now? And that, <laughs> it's pretty funny because that, you know, that turned, you know, into obviously ECW and the Sandman. But Tommy's right bars late at night if they can do something to spark interest people will want to search it out find out hey what was i watching what was on the tv at that time they'll look for it so it's definitely another opportunity for aew to get new eyes on their product those people also tune in on wednesdays because they saw something that they hadn't seen before and now they know what the brand is so the numbers for AEW Dynamite will go up as well. I'm just going to go back to what I originally said, though. So many hours in the day, there is not an ounce of me as questioning Tony's work ethic or his wanting to do anything. But if you have responsibilities to your football club in Europe, to your football club in America, and to three different shows now that have to be, um, you know, edited, produced, uh, written, that's a lot of stuff on one person's plate. So uh, hopefully, as Tommy said, he has the right guys that he can delegate to so he can oversee the real important stuff. And then you kind of go back to history, and WWE's been successful with it, obviously with Raw on Monday nights, and then with SmackDown on Friday night, SmackDown now being on network TV gets an even better rating than Monday Night Raw. But then they added a third show like NXT, and that really didn't succeed the way that the WWE was hoping. You know, maybe they extended themselves a little bit too much. WCW back in the day was hitting a home run with Nitro, and then they started Thunder, and that fell off quickly. So is I'll ask all three of you, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Tommy. Is there a key to success for adding a second night of television? Absolutely. Um, also, don't forget, WCW had the Saturday show as well. Yes. Um, we live in a, in a much different world with uh, content being this like massive thing that we're trying to consume at all times. But then the bigger part, as opposed to today, if you think about WCW, if they were getting paid for their content, I don't think they would have gone out of business. They were not getting paid per the amount of television they were producing. Um, now with, listen, I know certain numbers of like what Impact Wrestling does monthly. And they're a, they're a six-figure number from different streaming devices a month. And, you know, network television is different. So is cable television. So when you're getting paid for those broadcast fees, it all works out. Um, there is no way, as long as you have quality wrestling and quality creative, any show will be successful, bottom line. And that's what AEW has been doing. SmackDown has been doing. My most thing I'm interested in the most uh, is if, because it's regular television, Will SmackDown ever go five minutes over? 
because then you're interrupting the 10 o'clock news. And will that ever happen? That only happens in regular sports. But if a game goes to overtime, but if they do that, that means the WWE is worried. That'll be interesting. And I don't think that's going to happen because I mean, of the news. That, that I, I equate that to NXT running over on Wednesday nights. Absolutely. Remember, yep. And, and NXT deliberately went seven to eight minutes over on Wednesday nights, and they still couldn't get, you know, couldn't defeat AEW. And it's because of that groundswell of that fan base right now. Um, who just who will consume anything and everything AEW throws out them. AEW's job is to keep them entertained. Yeah, they've been doing a good job with it. And Mark, I'll finish with you. Like, I think the key to success for Rampage on Friday nights is keep doing what they're doing on Wednesday nights. Bully always says, a fun show where people that are watching on their TV look at that crowd and instantly going to be attracted to the show because of the crowd that they're getting. I mean, you know, next week in Chicago is going to be a perfect example of that, you know, a sold-out arena uh, for Rampage, but also keep up the surprises. And you said storylines, you know, that are going to make people want to watch the show as well. I mean, that's going to be, I think, the key uh, for success for AEW on Friday nights. And, and don't make it a B show. Like it's an A show. It's it's it should be an extension of Dynamite, uh, with an occasional addition of someone you haven't seen. That's that's I mean introduce somebody, like do something. We always talk about what makes a great show for us. Seeing a title change, seeing somebody new get introduced, seeing a, a return of sorts, seeing a new angle br- start brewing. Like that's that's what you do. Like don't don't change the the formula. The what I see on on Dynamite on Wednesday is what I want to see on Friday. Uh, with every now and then a new fresh face. I, I'm a big believer in nothing should be ever viewed as a B show. Nothing. Yeah, everything no. should be go for the jugular. A show. Best foot forward every single time. Championship matches. I want it all. And I think history shows, Tommy, too, especially with the WWE. They had certain shows where they started off hot and then they cooled it down when they took over ECW. You know, they just completely shut that brand down. We saw it with the main event. We saw it with other shows as well where maybe the first few weeks it seems like it's an A show, but then we find out that it's a B show. Yeah. Remember Sunday Night Heat on MTV? Yeah. Don't even get me started. We'll see the same thing. Velocity. Yeah. And we'll see the same hey, thing about NXT. Trust me. We'll be, Dave, we'll be going back to this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. Tommy and Bully both will be able to co-sign for what I'm about to say. There was times where I was involved in hot, hot angles on Raw and SmackDown. And then I would look up and see my name on the sheet for Velocity after I already had a match on Raw or SmackDown, and I was like, shit. Like, wh- why am I on that? Like, nobody's even watching that shit. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't remember Velocity. I remember Heat. <laughs> you were on Velocity. You were on that show when they were going to get rid of you, like, the last two weeks. <laughs> was I? Yeah. That's why you don't remember it. That's impossible. That's impossible. 
your politicking was so good. You were just on Raw and SmackDown all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then we took an eight month vacation, came back for the ECW one night only. I'm and then we played with you. I'm oh, sure no, I, I, I know what I'm saying is your memory is better than mine. I don't ever remember being on Velo- a show called Velocity. I remember being on Sunday Night Heat. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, well okay. we wish. Obviously, as a fan myself, I'm looking. I, I listen. I loved what I saw on Rampage this past Friday night. I'm looking forward to watching it every single Friday night. You know me. I'm gonna watch it. If you put it on, I'm gonna watch it. What the what? What the future holds for Rampage, we shall see. Bully, Tommy, Mark, thank you guys for another great edition of Busted Open the Masters Class. Peace. It's good joining you. All right, man. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Uh, well, we I, obviously, as you know, subscribe and rate this amazing show. Only available on the Busted Open podcast exclusively on Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.